Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, August 29th. This is The Gateway. I'm Brian Moline, in from Wayne Pratt. Most of the bills passed and signed into law this legislative session went into effect on Monday, but one that has not passed is legalized sports betting. While the clock ticks, we have all of our surrounding states that have legalized it and you know regulated it, and uh, they're collecting tax revenue from it. And here we are in Missouri, um, you know, waiting to try to break the logjam. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg breaks down what supporters believe they have to gain from legalizing sports betting, why it hasn't happened yet, and the likelihood of it passing in the future. The Missouri House of Representatives has established a new committee aimed at looking into earnings taxes in the state. House Speaker Dean Plocker announced the committee yesterday. The committee, which consists of six Republicans and three Democrats, will look at the earning tax across the state, but will especially focus on St. Louis's earnings tax and how it affects the outlook of the region. Plocker said the work of the subcommittee will be invaluable in assessing how Missouri citizens are being taxed. He also said, quote, The Missouri House has made a commitment to ensure that the overall tax burden on our citizens does not force families into making tough decisions, end quote. According to the city of St. Louis, the city's earnings tax makes up 36 percent of the general revenue for St. Louis. It's been almost seven months since Missouri started selling recreational marijuana for those 21 and over. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports in that time, dispensaries in the state have sold close to $750 million of legal cannabis. About $550 million of that money was generated from adult-use sales alone. Missouri is selling about $90 million of recreational marijuana each month, with those numbers trending higher in recent months. Raul Molina is chief operations officer at Mint Cannabis, a national dispensary chain. He says they opened their first Missouri location this past Saturday in St. Peter's, now that supply constraints have eased. So we didn't want to just go out there and start with limited amounts of flour and vapes, which is what we had available when we first uh, were officially allowed to open. Molina says there's ample supply now, enough for his company to feel confident they'll be able to maintain a strong variety of product at their store. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Treasurer Mike Frerichs is sending out more than 66,000 checks. Some of them could be worth up to $5,000. It's coming from the treasurer's unclaimed property collection, money that some state residents are owed but haven't received. Frerich says the newly implemented money match mechanism cross-checks other state databases, like voter registration rolls and DMV records, to see if the person who's owed money still lives in the state. If we can confirm that that person with that social security number is living in Illinois at that address, we will send them a letter first telling them that a check is coming. And then we'll just mail them a check. The letters are being sent through the end of the month, with checks arriving a few weeks later. In the meantime, you can see if you're owed money at iCash.IllinoisTreasurer.gov. As Illinois COVID cases creep upward, Governor J.B. Pritzker is pushing back on what he calls Facebook fakery. Alex Degman reports. 
The Illinois Department of Public Health says all 102 counties were still at a low risk for COVID-19 transmission as of the middle of August. It is, however, starting to see the virus more prevalently in wastewater samples. But Pritzker says rumors of new mask mandates and school closures on social media are unfounded. Nobody's even talked about that. It's not a real thing. Uh, but what is a real thing is people need to take care of themselves, and particularly those who are most vulnerable. We're talking about people who are sick, who have cancer, people who are elderly. The state tests waste Water at 79 sites for the presence of COVID, flu, and RSV. It says activity for the latter two is still low. I'm Alex Dagman. The inaugural Evolution Festival in Forest Park drew an attendance of 25,000 people across two days this past weekend. Things ran smoothly, with the event producers reporting no medical incidents beyond some bee stings and a few falls. Co-executive producer Steve Shankman says that, as a first-year festival, Evolution needed to prove itself. I think people need to see what we were going to do this year. I wanted three things, make the artists happy, make the city proud, and to make the fans want to come back for next year. The biggest hiccup came when heavy rains and nearby lightning strikes on Saturday morning caused a delay to the start of the festival, but all artists were able to play their full sets. Shankman says the Evolution Festival will return on the last weekend of August next year. As part of the Farm Bill, some Republican lawmakers want more changes for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Congress expanded work requirements for SNAP earlier this summer. As Harvest Public Media's Excaret Nunez reports, the negotiations come at a time when food insecurity is on the rise. About 27 million people are living in households that haven't had enough food in the last week, according to the latest U.S. Census Bureau Household Poll Survey. That's up more than 11 percent from January. Thomas Grimion is the food policy director for the Consumer Federation of America. He says if Congress cuts SNAP, low-income households will have to spend even more of their tight budgets on food. Cutting back on SNAP benefits right at a time when food prices have really skyrocketed over the last couple of years, yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. Lawmakers have until September 30th to hammer out a new farm bill but officials are already talking about an extension. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Excaret Nunez. Most of the bills passed by Missouri lawmakers and signed into law by Governor Mike Parson this past legislative session went into effect on Monday. But one issue that still hasn't made it through Jefferson City is legalizing sports betting. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, the path forward in the legislature for sports betting isn't an easy one and could ultimately be a decision for Missouri voters instead. Brett Koenig of O'Fallon often drives across the river to Fairmont Park in Illinois to place bets not only on horses, but also on sports. Strictly on travel, it's easily 8 to 12 hours a month um, or close, maybe not quite that much, but certainly close. And, you know, as everybody knows, gas is extremely expensive, um, especially during the summer. So I add that on top. It certainly is an inconvenience, no doubt. Over 30 states have legalized sports betting, including all but one of the states that border Missouri. Republican State Representative Dan Houks has seen his legislation pass through the House the past two years. We've got a deep base of of great sports teams, although this year we're both sides of the state struggling a little bit on baseball. But, uh, you know, People want to bet. They want to play these sports games. 
Hawks's bill passed the House with a vote of 118 to 35. The year before, the vote was 115 to 33. Through this bill, sports betting would be legal both in person at the state's casinos and online, including through mobile apps. People 21 and older would be able to bet on both professional sports as well as collegiate sports. Sports betting would not be allowed in person anywhere other than licensed facilities within a casino. Mike Winter, executive director of the Missouri Gaming Association, said while casinos would see profit from allowing sports betting, he says a larger benefit is drawing in more customers who wouldn't normally enter a casino. There will be some benefits, hopefully, with uh, our properties potentially building out sports betting opportunities in specific uh, rooms, and which would attract more patrons to our casino properties. Drawing in new patrons is also appealing for sports organizations, including the St. Louis Cardinals. We feel like it sort of opens up a new demo where people um, all of a sudden get attracted to the game for slightly different reasons. That's Bill DeWitt III, president of the St. Louis Cardinals. DeWitt has traveled to Jefferson City to testify in support of legislation legalizing sports betting. He says it's frustrating that people are either going out of state to place bets or doing so illegally. And DeWitt, as well as others, blame one senator for the delay. I guess the poster boy of that uh, conflict is Denny Hoskins. Hoskins, a Republican from Warrensburg, has tried to legalize sports betting but wants to include video gambling machines, often found at truck stops. According to Hoskins's bill, those machines would also be allowed in veterans and fraternal organizations as well as bars. Additionally, allowing sports betting and video lottery terminals is anticipated by state officials to bring in more than five times the state funding than just sports betting. Hoskins says he thinks it makes the most sense to combine the two topics. I think we just need to take care of the overall uh, gaming discussion in one bill. But that opinion is not shared by everyone, including both the casinos and the sports organizations, who instead want to keep sports betting separate. Houck says he plans on introducing the same bill next session, and Hoskins is still waiting for a compromise. Until the casinos are ready to come to the table and, and work on a solution and compromise, I don't foresee a path that sportsbook would pass in the state of Missouri. With a legislative standstill again appearing likely, where does that leave sports betting? For DeWitt and the Cardinals, that could mean putting the issue to voters directly. I think that what we need to do is create a game plan where um, we we work on an initiative petition process, uh, which is a ballot initiative in Missouri, that would be uh, ready for for, um, voters to vote on on this issue in the uh, in November election of 24. DeWitt says they have done a little polling so far, and it looks favorable. We're optimistic at this point that it's something that Missourians want. So if the legislature once again fails to pass a bill, the ability to place a sports bet on a favorite team may be up to Missouri voters. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. You can read more about Missouri's efforts to legalize sports betting by going to stlpr.org. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that piece. St. Louis Public Radio is a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Brian Moline. Have a great day. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.